welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 17, When Our Past Affects the Present. Welcome to today's episode where we will be talking a little bit about our past. This is such an important topic, especially for marriage, where things from our past will often come up. It can be vital to learn how to manage ourselves and our thoughts when past experiences come up to the forefront of our mind so that we can navigate our relationship in a way that is healthy and beneficial and not doing current damage. So let's jump right into the definition of the word past. Let's start with the noun definition. Past can be defined as a period of time before the moment of speaking or writing, an earlier period, a former period, the events of a person's life before the present, the life or history of a period gone by, and something that happened or was done before. Now the adjective definition of the word past is this, gone by and no longer existing, no longer serving, or having existed or taken place in a period before the present. And we're also going to jump into the preposition of the word past, which is beyond the age for something, after, at the farther side of or beyond, so as to pass from one side of something to the other, in a course or direction going close to and then beyond something, so as to reach and go beyond a point near at hand beyond the capacity, range, or sphere of, and finally, later than a specified time. So often in our relationships, when our past comes up, we are using the noun form of the word. We all have a past. We are sometimes too focused on the events, experiences, thoughts, and feelings of a time that has already existed and from which we have moved beyond. Many of us have experienced things that were painful and full of negativity. We may feel that we have had many failures, things that have gone wrong, or that our experiences were extremely challenging. While we all have had times like this in our lives, it's important to not let our past define who we are in the present. The trap many people fall into is that they define themselves currently and even their future abilities by their past attempts that did not turn out so well. This can lead to a feeling of regret, discouragement, lack of confidence, and even hopelessness. So how would you know if you are a person that is past focused or if your spouse is? This information is important, and it can really help us understand ourselves on a deeper level and our spouse as well. 
If we were to ask someone what their plans for the future are, pay attention to their answers. It can really reveal where their focus is. Also, during other conversations, a person who is past focused will often say things like, well, that's just how I've always done things. Or that doesn't work for me, I have tried it. Or I have had this issue my entire life. This is just how I am. I am not that kind of person who could do something like that. I have always been overweight and that's just the way I am. I am not a very good athlete. I have never been really interested in intimacy. I have never felt sexy and I'm just not like that. The reason this way of thinking is a trap is because we often get stuck here with our brain pulling up all of the evidence of our past experiences to use as proof. This proof of the past is then used to justify why we think we cannot change in the present or make a current attempt to improve our lives for the future. Many people find that it even feels good to pile up this evidence and build their case for why things aren't better. They use their past experiences to support their own negative belief system that things can't change for the better. But the even bigger challenge about this trap is that people will continue to define themselves by their past instead of what's possible for their future. We should never define ourselves by what we haven't even attempted to accomplish presently or by what we haven't yet accomplished in the future. It's one thing if you didn't view yourself as sexy in the past, but that doesn't mean you can't develop that side of yourself in the present or in the future. If you were taught abstinence growing up and did not feel sensual emotions in your teenage years or early adulthood, that time of not feeling sexy already took place. It already happened, already existed, and now is gone. It was probably somewhat protective to be that way when you were younger, to keep you from experiencing certain heartbreaks or harmful challenges at a young age. But that experience already served its purpose. So what about feeling sexy now? The time we have in the present as a mature adult married person in a committed relationship is actually the most perfect and most appropriate time for us to learn more about this topic and to develop the sensual side of ourselves. So how will we start feeling sexy in the present or developing it more in the future? We cannot keep limiting our potential for growth and the millions of options and possibilities that are actually available to us by spending our time saying we were never like that before. If we remain past focused in the present, then not only have we not felt sexy in the past, but we will not feel sexy in the present since we are blocking ourselves from thinking the very thoughts that could trigger us to feel sexy currently. 
Under these conditions, not only are we actively limiting current feelings of sexiness, we are also limiting future opportunities to develop the feeling of sexiness. The other side of this trap is that it can keep us in victim mode rather than in a place where we feel empowered to make the change that we want to experience. As I reflect on the idea of being a victim, I am reminded of a woman who chose not to be a victim. I have to say that I have the utmost respect for Elizabeth Smart. Not only was she kidnapped and raped as a 14-year-old girl, she was held captive against her will for almost a year. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Talk about having a hard and difficult past. But the thing I love the most about her was her refusal to remain a victim after the whole ordeal was over. She could have easily said, look what happened to me. I can never trust a man again. And I can never be the kind of person that can come back from something like that. And after all that I've been through, I don't think marriage will be for me. And I for sure will not be interested in intimacy. I think that anyone would be totally understanding if she had said those things and allowed herself to remain in that place. But she refused to let those horrible experiences rob her of the happiness she once dreamed about when she was younger or the current happiness she could experience when it ended. She actually went out to schools and spoke to students. She became an advocate for something really hard that she went through and getting through it. What an amazing example for all of us that we too can get through hard times and work through past difficulties and come out better on the other side when we put in the effort. When we experience difficult things in our lives, we can either say, look what happened to me so I cannot do such and such. Or we can say, look what happened to me and I will never let that stop me from trying to accomplish what I want. We can either remain a victim or we can be resilient. Elizabeth was resilient, and there is no doubt that she had to put some real work into recovering from that ordeal. She did get married, and she even has kids. I can only imagine that her past continues to come up for her, and maybe even when it comes to intimacy. But she has shown that she can be victorious. And I have no doubt that she will continue to do the work necessary to help her accomplish what she wants. She is such an incredible example of someone who refuses to let their past continue to steal the happiness that they want. Now, we all have past experiences that were challenging for us and could continue to do damage to us long after the initial experiences are over. But the good news is that there is a much better way to view and think about our past. If you listen to last week's podcast episode number 16 called The Ripple Effect, and if you read last week's blog called Turnarounds, then what I'm about to say will probably come as no surprise. So what if we chose to think 
a powerful thought about our past instead? What difference could it make? Let's explore this for a minute. What if we chose to think the following powerful thoughts? My past happened exactly as it was meant to. My past was perfect for what is to come. There are no mistakes in my past experiences. My past was the perfect preparation for what is next. My past experiences were the exact lessons I needed for what I am now. Or my past experiences were precisely what I needed for what I want to accomplish in the future. So why is choosing to think powerful thoughts about our past so important for marriage? The truth is that we cannot go back to our past and change it. When we spend our time thinking about our past and wishing it had been different, we are spending our time on something we have no ability to control. We absolutely cannot have an effect on the events that already took place. When we argue with what never should have happened in the past, we are wasting our current energy and our current efforts on something that can never be altered for the better. Why would we spend our valuable time and energy on something that can never be changed and can never be improved? When we fall into this trap, it is a waste of our current time and energy that could be used on something we absolutely can influence and affect in a positive way. If we find that our mind keeps going to the past, we may need to remind ourselves that our past is over. If we experienced a lot of hardship and pain, the fact that our past is over is probably a welcomed and wonderful blessing. We don't have to experience it anymore. We don't have to relive it. We don't have to endure it. We don't have to continue to experience it more into the future. Are we taking advantage of that blessing? Many of us are now free from those hard times. I bet when we were going through those tough experiences, we were wishing that we were free of the burden of them and wishing we were free to do other things. Now it is the exact time to do those other things that we had thought about before. We can take our energy and do something we want to in the present and allow it to shape what we want now and for our future, which is something we totally have control over and totally have an impact on. We can see that by the definitions of the word past, that it is related to the concept of time. This is an important factor to consider. We are all given the same amount of time each day and have the same 24 hours to use as we choose. So how will we choose to use our time in the present? Time is the period in which an action, event, process, or condition exists. Time can even be defined as a person's experience during a specified period or on a particular occasion. So what kind of experience 
do we want to have with our time? This is a great question we can ask ourselves. Do we want to use our time experiencing the frustration that comes from thinking about the unchangeable past? Or do we want to use our time to experience the excitement that comes from thinking about and being actively involved in creating our present experience and our future experience? The present moment is where our mental focus, time, and energy can be used with the most efficacy. The present moment is when we are the most empowered. Not only does this make each moment ours to do what we want with it, but it also makes the future ours as well. Time is also important to consider because we actually have quite a bit of time left in our lives. We can start by asking ourselves a few powerful questions even, like, how do I want to spend the time I have left in my life? What do I want to accomplish personally? What do I want to be known for? What legacy do I want to leave behind? What do I want my health to look like 10 years from now? What do I want my intimacy to look like? What are the top five things that I desire for my relationship? Now, take a look at the activities you spent your time on yesterday. Do they line up with the things that you want to spend your time on? Do they match with what you actually want and value? When we think about our time, we need to evaluate how much of our daily lives are spent on things that actually contribute to what we really want. This is a much better use of our time than thinking about the past. It's way more effective. We cannot underestimate the power of doing this. What we actually need to do is spend more time on the activities that truly line up and contribute to those top things that we want. For example, if we really want to have an amazing relationship with our spouse, how much time do we actually spend each day doing activities that contribute to having an amazing relationship with them? Did we take the time to have a meaningful conversation with them? Did we go on a date? Did we think wonderful and appreciative thoughts about them? Unfortunately, after we evaluate how we are really spending our time, we often find that very little of our time is being spent on the activities that build an amazing marriage. If we can find time to watch a TV show or look at social media, then we for sure have time for activities that build an awesome marriage. I highly doubt that watching TV is on our list of the top five things that we want to accomplish with our lives or the legacy we hope to leave behind. We have to spend some of our current time to evaluate what we are spending our time on so that we can make smart decisions about how to spend our time in the future. When we realize that we aren't spending time on the things we truly want, why is it that we're doing that? 
Is it that the other things on our to-do lists are so important to us? Do we really value the activities that are time fillers and time suckers? Are our priorities really receiving a healthy amount of our time? We have to take the things we value most and make sure that our time is spent on those things. The things that bring us real happiness and spark our soul. Now let's take this to the topic of intimacy. This is often a hard topic to navigate. Many of us may be struggling with the intimacy we are experiencing in our marriage. But what kind of time are we really putting into intimacy? Are we spending so much time thinking about how past experiences took away from intimacy that there is not enough room to improve it during the current week? If so, a change needs to be made. Many of us have had really bad relationships. Many of us have experienced infidelity and even abuse. What do we do with these past experiences? How do we make sure they don't affect what is possible for how we experience intimacy in the present? Thought awareness is key once again. Be aware of your thoughts in the present and the current moment. Where are our thoughts going? If we are in the middle of the intimate act, where are our thoughts? Are we being haunted by past experiences that are making their way to the forefront of our minds during that exact time? If so, we need to send them packing. We need to get back to being present and focusing our thoughts on what is happening right there and then, in the exact moment of being intimate. We cannot let past experiences rob us of current pleasure and happiness, and we cannot let it rob us of future happiness either. As we start to realign the activities of our day with what we really want for our marriage and for intimacy, we will start to feel better. If we can think back to a time when we were younger, we were often thinking in terms of the future. It made our life exciting and vibrant. When we were young teenagers, we looked forward to being adults. We imagined what life would be like. We imagined college and careers, hanging out with our friends. We imagined our wedding day, family life, and maybe even traveling when we retired. I'm guessing we also imagined what married life and intimacy would be like. This created a feeling of wonder and curiosity and the excitement of having something fun to look forward to. But it's at this point in our lives, when we are married and we have children, that we start to become past focused. We start looking at where we have been instead of where we are going. This means we have stopped dreaming of what we want our marriage to look like one year from now or the career we want to have 10 years from now. We may be so caught up in the daily grind of things that we simply forget to continue dreaming about our retirement plans and how we want to take flamenco lessons in Spain one day. 
And sadly, the dreams we once dreamed of, beautiful, intimate nights, get put on the back burner time and time again. And this can leave us feeling weighed down with nothing exciting to look forward to. Think about the far-reaching effects of this. Being past-focused robs us of the joy that comes from being in the present and dreaming about the future and then making it happen. It is never too late to start making a change in the way we are thinking. We still have so much time in our lives to manage our thoughts and experience our joy. Do not define the intimacy in your marriage by what it's been in the past. Instead, start imagining how you want to experience it in the moment and allow yourself to dream once again about what it could become in the future. Do not limit the possibilities for closeness and connection when they really are available for you. And do not define your marriage by what you two haven't quite accomplished just yet. Maybe as you keep the past in the past, you will find that the best is yet to come. And remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy within yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today, and I hope you will join me again next week.